0: Welcome to the Let's Grandma Career Let's-y-grandma Warrior, Warrior, Podcast. Warrior, Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we are going to talk about crafting high-quality reach-out messages, the ones that get you hired. This is an episode I did with Phil Mienko. This is a follow-up episode to last week's And I had originally attended this to be just a mini-sode where we just answer it really quickly and just kind of move on. But the conversation evolved to something so awesome and so spectacular, we really just had to make it an entire episode. So check this out. Listen very carefully to some of the things that Philip is going to say in this podcast here, just because it's awesome. Don't miss out on this episode. Let's kick right to it. This is episode 171 of the Career Warrior Podcast. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have this episode today is to give job seekers a similar sort of creativity or inspiration when it comes to reaching out. A lot of job seekers complaining about not being sure what to say or even the radio silence that you know, many of them receive after reaching out to people cold. So let's talk about formulating high-quality reach-out messages. How can one even begin thinking about creating a good one? A couple of things
1: in this whole reach out process and really expectations to set first is that, you know, you mentioned you reach out to people and they don't respond. And we know for a fact, like that will happen. And some of the biggest mindset pieces that I see stop people from even starting this whole process. And I'm sure some of your listeners are like, yeah, 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 I hear the reach outs, but these don't work for me or I've tried them before. And then this is what happened all those kinds of things. So right. things we will know that guarantee will happen. People will not respond. There'll be no responses. You'll get radio silence. Inevitable. Inevitable. Right. And sometimes that throws people off of like, I've sent like five messages, Chris, and no <laughs> one's responded. You're like, okay, but you just sent five. Yeah. We got to send way more than that. And usually to give people a kind of a realistic standpoint, I usually see clients who are, getting messages and having conversations, they're generally sending like 40 to 70 emails and you might be going, oh, that's a lot of emails. And it is a lot of emails and there's Mm -hmm. tactics and tools we'll talk about. They'll be super helpful, but Expectation is that you'll generally get like a twenty-five to thirty percent response rate. Is what I typically That's good. at the beginning. That's really we, good. We think it's good, right? Yeah. But if you were going in there and you're and you're no expecting idea. everybody, yeah, everybody respond, you're like, I've been sending five messages. I thought I would get five. Like you responded back to me. I'm gonna send something back to you. Like people are are busy. So the other thing too is that if you don't get responses, follow up is incredibly important. And often we are sending these high quality messages is you might have a great email first, but I'm sure like your listeners and both of me and you, we all have busy days where life just happens. And sometimes those emails get lost in all the messages. And so having a good follow-up strategy, and we'll talk about those too, is also very, very important too. And the last thing is in sending these kind of strategies, it's making sure, and I'm kind of hitting the same point again, it's genuine make sure we're reaching out in a genuine type of way, because ultimately these are people and we're people and people hire people, robots don't hire people. Very much. It's the standpoint of, and that's something I hear and I'm sure listeners here go, how can I start standing out? And that's how we can really stand out and getting to those genuine types of spots.
0: Can I ask you a weird question? So I love that advice to be genuine. It is, I just took a, I don't know if you've heard of masterclass, There's a Robin Roberts masterclass, which I absolutely adore her. She's awesome. And one of my favorite pieces of advice she also gave was to be genuine whenever you're reaching out to people for jobs and interviews and things like that. I kind of struggle with, and I feel like a lot of people don't answer, is like, it feels almost like a mentality thing. Like how being genuine, if it comes from the heart almost, like, wouldn't that be something that I'd want to tackle first before... Even reaching out to people. Cause I feel like being genuine when reaching out to people is like kind of a tough thing to switch
1: on and off. It often opens up to a lot of vulnerabilities too. Cause I yeah. often what I hear is, can you actually talk to people about that? Is that off limits? Will they get offended? And of course, you know, we're not going to the extreme of, hey, tell me about your entire life and all these types of things. Where I think about genuine and thanks for asking more of that question because. When I think about genuine, I actually think about like, I've mentioned it. One of my strengths is relator.
0: You're very genuine. Like how do people who are just clearly, they just need a job right now. And it's maybe stems from neediness, but I
1: just think about like the commonalities. And like you mentioned the bio, I grew up in Ohio. So I very much, I tell all my clients that this is just a person. They put their pants on the same way I grew up. And we always had the saying in my family of how do you put on your pants? One leg at a time. Yeah, And I grew up the same day. I'd be talking to trash truck drivers and lawyers in the same day. And the secret is there's not a lick of difference. Everybody is the same because everyone struggles with the same fears and mentalities. And you might be getting something on a good day or a bad day. I guess kind of going underneath genuine, it's really the humility, but the empathy that you're needing of, I'm really just wanting to understand more about what, who these people are. And throughout yeah. all this work that I've done, what I found is that people are actually a lot more willing to help than you yeah. think. But it often makes sure that you are reaching out, but you are asking very specific questions or yes. specific questions that matter to you. And then I feel like that's the part because honestly, yes. like we can ask so many different, different things like, oh yeah, how's this? How's that? How's Yeah, when you really don't care, (laughs) when you just want to get straight to the point, because that's what people really want—is they just want you to get straight to the point,
0: right? Oh my gosh, because it's such a mentality thing. You know, thank you for saying that. Just ask a question that you care about, because I think that's something that I know if I was in the position, and even when I am in the position to ask for you know partnership reach outs or things like that, you know, I think it is helpful to come with a curiosity in asking you know good questions that you really want to know the answer to. Um, and I think it almost, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you almost have to come ready to send that message with the mentality that it's okay if you don't get any response or if you don't get a job, like you just have to spiritually, physically be cool with not getting a job or not getting any outcome. Here's the thing that I was actually talking about
1: this with somebody yesterday is that in this whole career space, and especially when you are applying for jobs or when you're looking to do work that is really meaningful to you you can't go in or it would be the a very difficult approach to go in with expectations of every reach out that i'm going to get is going to land me a job just like every reach out that i'm going to do is going to land me with somebody who's going to respond so much of this is we're honestly doing the work with a lot of uncertainty and that doesn't always sit well with a lot of people yeah. which i totally understand it makes sense but at the end of the day, if you really want to start moving towards career happiness and all that type of stuff, it's about sometimes taking risks or sometimes moving in a way that doesn't guarantee you result. And if me personally, if I had to do something and I was always guarantee the result, we know and I'm sure listeners know that that's ultimately not going to lead to happiness. There's corporate ladders for a reason where people who we both probably know have gotten there and they just know the certainty path of all the things they're going to do. And that's not the road to happiness. It's the road to certain. And that's a very different thing. And so much of this work or so much of this reach out strategy is you're exactly right. You're reaching out and you don't know anything that will come back. So it's going to come back and it's going to be a job opportunity or they're going to be interviewed like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for somebody like you my entire life isn't always the best mentality. Instead, it's just a chance to connect with somebody who is really super cool to you.
0: It chills, man. And I don't even know we we're going to get into that, but I just felt it. People popping up this episode, I'm sure they're like, I just want a good reach out message advice. But I think you got, you got to start with that mentality, like you were talking about that attitude. And I think that's great. So getting into it, though, what are your methods for creating a really solid reach out message? Well, I was actually
1: working on this with, a, with one of my clients, and she actually got a job during COVID using this exact strategy Thanks. with a job that was not advertised on any website and she got this through a connection. So if we really had to break it down the steps, step one is essentially at the end of the day, how many conversations are you really looking to have? Having those kind of clear goals really starts setting those expectations so it really knows how many messages that we need to send out. So for example, I mentioned, you know, we have 20 to 25 to 30% type of response rate. We know we want to have 10 conversations at the end of the time not doing quick back math in my head, but I know we probably need to send around 30, 40 types of messages within that time. Right. So that's a lot of messages to send. So we need to go, all right, for those 30 to 40 messages, knowing you probably working a full-time job, knowing you've got other priorities, whatever those things might be, what does that look like? How many are you sending per week? How many are you sending per day, make sure we get those done. All this action starts breeding more of the clarity. But I often think that if we really want to get this work done or if we want to start climbing mountains, it's like one step at a time. And the clearer we are about the next step, the more likely it's going to happen. So then we, you know, you determine how many messages that needs to be sent. And then you kind of know how much time you need to be spending per week. Having those specifics makes it so much more actual. Then we start going, all right, we know how many messages we want to send. Now we start making our target list of companies of roles of individuals. And so then this begins to start getting us, all right, how can we know who we're sending these messages to or where to start directing them to? And that's the question you asked me a little bit before about, all right, where do we start finding these people? Again, comes from maybe LinkedIn. It comes and you go into the people section. It goes from, for me specifically, I just found people on Twitter who are putting out great content. This might be some of your favorite podcasts. This might be friends of friends or those weak ties I've heard that phrase before so then we start gathering a list that ultimately is going to continue going like i mentioned networking doesn't stop just there you continue networking yeah and then the other caveat to this too is that oh my gosh philip we're sending like 30 to 40 messages that's a lot of new emails to write so really the next step is once we've got our kind of goals around there once we've got our target companies is then we start creating two to three, I say general type of email template. One is around, all right, here's somebody who I've never met before. And then I can have that kind of general template. Another one can be around, all right, we maybe we know of people before, but here's somebody that me and you both know, or maybe another one is around, hey, you just wrote a piece of content or wrote a book or something like that. Generally, I just wanna have choices that you can do so that you can plug and play based on the situation. And then each of those messages, and we're going to break down what that will look like, we're really wanting to give them a, a call to action, a next step. And usually that next step in that email, when we're coming from a genuine spot is to jump on a conversation. And that's where we're researching them and trying to find those genuine types of connections. One of the other things too, is that this is the caveat that I always think about too, is that I wrote the message, but how does it get to them? And I often think LinkedIn's a great way. Those LinkedIn in-messages are wonderful. Yeah. But ultimately, I want to find their direct email. So I always suggest a tool like Hunter.io. Not paid at all. If they want to sponsor me, that would be great. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Just side pitch. Side pitch. There's lots of other email services like that out there. But essentially what you do, Hunter.io is a tool where it scrapes a website and you can find someone's direct email. So what this looks like is if I go on careerwarriorspodcast.com, and I go, okay, cool. I can find Chris's direct email and then sometimes works. It's kind of has some mixed results, but I found generally like 75, 80% of the time it gets people's direct email. So I'm going to have their direct email, get that from Hunter.io. It's a free service. I think you get about 50 to hundred emails that you can get. I mentioned there's some other ones out there that you can use too. I'll get your direct email, then plug and play that one of those email, two to three email templates that I have, the one that best fits you. Then I'm going to find my commonality. So for if I'm sending one to Chris, oh, we both live in Austin. Cool. And then yeah. give a little bit more context. And then, then it just comes back down to that research about, all right, what are the biggest commonalities that we have? How can I really get to the heart of the biggest question that I have? And then this is the pro tip. So if you want to, yeah. then you could hit send. Now, if you want to stand out even more, the thing that I recommend, and this is, this is what I used on you, Chris, was a tool called Loom. And what Loom is, it allows you to record videos for free right on your Mac. It's kind of, you can use it for screen share and it's Loom spelled L-O-O-M. Like you can use a tool like Loom and you can record yourself and send a quick video. And so yeah. what I'll often do, and this is to use a real life example that got me here on this podcast to all of our folks who <laughs> listen to today is I wrote that exact email to you. I said, Hey, we both live in Austin, both career guys. Wouldn't it be cool to be on your show? Here's my ask, that type of stuff. And then I put a video up there that just had me, you got to see my face. I yeah. said exactly everything that was basically in the email. I was like, hey, Chris, awesome. We both live in Austin. This is great. Wouldn't it be great if I was on your podcast? Say all these kinds of things. And then more so is, again, people hire people and people connect with people. And I want that person, I want to stand out from what everybody else is doing, but I also want you to connect with me in a genuine way so that you see that my intention, you can actually see the person. Yeah, This is the whole strategy here, Yeah, right? The whole strategy here is we are building digital relationships and we're trying to connect with a person. And part of connecting with person is just getting to those pieces. But the other part too is the attention piece. So the more specific I can get and the more direct via email instead of LinkedIn sometimes that I can get and really get those attention pieces, the better and the higher likelihood that I'll get a response rate. It's an attention game. And then once I get your attention, it's a connection
0: game. I remember when I got that message, first of all, I was late in responding because I just got cluttered with life and stuff like that. But I remember my response to you. I was like, Philip, this is probably the best reach out message I've ever received. Of course, you need to be on the podcast. And the reason I liked it was, right, because no one sends videos in cold email reach out. So instantly, you have something that differentiates you. And the thing I liked about yours was that you presented me two, I think it was two, really concrete episode ideas to bring you know, to the table. So instantly, that takes a huge chunk of work out of my day, which is like, okay, how can I fit Philip into the Career Warrior podcast in the best way possible? But you came already listening to, I think, an episode and then said, hey, this is where I think I could offer value with a specific topic.
1: I think it's so much for listeners here. The thing that I did underneath there is that a lot of the stuff that I did, I was doing a lot of the work upfront. So basically the decision I gave you was yes or no. Mm-hmm. The mistakes so many people make. And one of my clients, the one client that I mentioned who got a use the strategy, got a job with SAP Business One, we've been working together for like three or four months, sent a direct email like this with a video. But the messages she sent before that were like, hello, I am interested in this opportunity. Here's my resume, please read over my resume, then reach back out to me if this job would be interested in. I have no idea what your day looks like, nor like the whole priorities. And I want you to look at my resume, then decide if you wanna reach back or not, see if the job's a good fit, then email me back. Essentially what I wanna do is make the decision as simple as possible for you. Yes or no. And I want to do as much work as I can before I get there. So I'm going to find research, a whole bunch of things about you, but more so be very specific on what I directly want from you or what I want you to do next. And then also make sure that I'm coming in with some ideas or coming in with some, the pitch ideas that I had, but even in like a, in a job seeker standpoint, this might be like, Hey, I'm really interested in like For example, I had that client who's going to Treasury, she was very specific about, all right, hey, I see your company is going public in these ways, and I'm more interested to see how your Treasury team is handling that. Like She had an actual genuine question because joining a team for her, a really good Treasury team is incredibly important. Somewhat simple question, but it's more specific than we make the ask at the end, and we can break down exactly what that email looks like too.
0: Yeah, let's do that. And then after that, I want to move on to just follow up since I think it's a good thing to talk about. But yeah, if you, if you could quickly break down what an email could look like, that would be great.
1: That'd be awesome. Yeah. So the simplest way to think about an email, it has three different parts. And they don't always have to go in this order, but it always has to have these three parts. And they include context, pitch, kind of a question, and your CTA, which stands for call to action. So the context is that commonality piece of Hey, who am I to you and why am I reaching out to you? So, this might be Hey, my name's Philip. I'm currently looking to become an astronaut and I see that you're Elon Musk and I'm an early astronaut professional and I'm really yeah. looking to start working and wanting to work for innovative type of companies, yeah. which led me to you. Context. All right. So, random guy, get his email. All right. He's Philip and he's an early astronaut guy. Cool. Pitch in the question. So, I've been looking at your company and Tesla and Space One. And I've just been so developed and engrossed in just innovation, but more so how you guys are moving to the Texas area, which is awesome. I guess my question for you is how are you guys managing your growth with all these different pieces? I'm just literally making this up on the spot. I love, dude. This is awesome. (laughs) Like, wow. How are you guys managing your growth while having all these different projects? And is there a certain method that you're using to stay organized? That's what I would generally be curious in because doing a lot of stuff. And so I'm giving the pitch, I'm giving the context. In our example, I said, hey, I would be really interested in coming on your podcast. Here are a couple of the ideas that I would have if it would be a good fit. So then we have our context. Again, here's who I am and here's why I'm contacting you. Our pitch and our question of, hey, you are doing this very interesting thing to me or for me or to me, for me, whatever. And here is my genuine one question. You might have a million questions, but I want to get to at least the top one or the top two. We don't want to TLDR this thing. Pick one or pick, two, pick one pick or two. One or two. Yeah. And then here comes my, the CTA, which is the call to action. So great, Chris, you've got all these things, or Elon, you've got all these things I have put in this email. What's essentially the thing that I want you to do? Which might be, if you're willing, I would love to a quick 15 to 20 minute conversation with you. Again, if you'd be willing to have that conversation, just simply reply yes, and I'll set up all the details. Have a great day or whatever things might be. That CTA at the end is very important. I want to give it very specifically, and I want to make sure I'm coming off as very humble, but they're busy. We don't know what their day looks like. And they might also say no or like, hey, reach back out to me in in like two days or whatever that might be. So if you would be willing, sometimes you can rephrase that based on what those things might be i um, to jump on a 15 to 20-minute conversation. And then here's where you can recommend phone or Zoom, whatever those might be. I want to get these people actually on the phone and actually talk to them. And if so, just reply yes, and I'll set up the details. I'm giving you a yes or no answer. Then you can say, yeah, that'd be great. And then then that's when we can start setting up the time or setting up those things might be context, pitch and question, CTA. CTA. In the video,
0: is that kind of bonus material that you may or may not include? Or, or what is it?
1: Yeah. So where the video might fit into there, it might be up in the pitching question of, of, hey, I just recorded this short video for you here. And then that's where somebody can kind of click on the video and watch that themselves. And then one thing I did for you, I think I did for you, or hey, just in case you didn't watch the video, here's everything that I mentioned in the video. More so if another place you can put that in there is kind of right at the top. So it's the first thing that they see. It kind of comes back to the attention, the priority, So anything I want them to do in that email, I want them to watch the video if that's in there, or I want them to say yes and set up a time. So the quicker we can kind of get to that or make it as clear and simple as possible and actionable for them, the higher likelihood I'm going to get a response again, it comes back to the attention game and then the building relationship game. And so once you get them on a phone conversation, that's a whole nother bag, which I'm sure you've had some people on your podcast talk more about that. We could talk about that here. Then it's just getting them on conversation and then using all those questions. So that's really what an email really looked like. And what I always tell all my clients is that that's just the way that Philip said it. But make sure that you do it in your voice. Make sure you write in your voice that it sounds like you because I sound very conversational and I sound like probably you've heard this on the podcast through here. I speak in a lot of like fumble words and also like broken sentences and all those types (laughs) of things. So at the end of the day, that's how it sounds for Philip. But using that structure and using kind of the phrasing that I did it, you can adapt it to your words and make sure that it comes from a spot like yours.
0: I love it. And I like to break the third wall a lot during my podcast, Philip. So listeners, listen up. If you are unsure of what to do for your reach out message, you just heard it. Go back, rewind these last 10, 15 minutes because what I just heard was pure genius. I think a lot of us need to get more creative when it comes to the things that we say. And I think what Philip just gave us was a really good enlightening tool here. Philip, to bring it back to you,
1: the follow-up What's your advice there? What's my follow-up game? What's it look like? Again, you might not get people who respond. So usually I give them about a week or two weeks. And then one thing I do with all my clients, but same thing I suggest for everybody, is be very organized. So putting it in a spreadsheet and then knowing what your exact date might be. And so sometimes follow-ups might be, hey, and it can sound, the email can sound exactly like this. Hey, I'm not sure if you saw this, but I'm bumping this up to the top of your inbox. Again, appreciate your time and talk to you soon. It's just literally that simple. Same email, just reply, short response, boom. Same email. And then if don't respond to that, you can engage them over in other places. I've had clients who've sent emails and or LinkedIn messages and the recipient never got it. Spam, wrong email, all those types of things. So you might go and say the same message over, for example, if you sent them an email and they didn't respond, you might go to LinkedIn and go, hey, I sent you an email. I'm not sure if you got it, but here's what I said in there. And that's okay. That's totally okay. And the fear that I always hear is, aren't I going to be bothering them so much? They're going to just think I'm, I don't know, like really aggressive or things like that. And no, the tone that you've messaged things out and you're just reaching out to them. Generally, most people who are sending these things out aren't coming off as aggressive. In fact, you're coming off as somebody who knows what they want and who's asking for what they want. And I think at the end of the day, that's the most important piece. And the other fear that always comes up is they're all going to know me at that company or that place. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, who's this Chris guy that keeps emailing us and all this name come up. It's aggressive. And I tell people, I'm like, hey, listen, they're running a company. They're probably very busy. And I, yeah. doubt, I don't know if it happens at your company where you work, but I don't think everyone's going, hey, Jim, this Chris guy's emailing me. Or do you have a Chris guy who's emailing you too? <laughs> like that? No, they don't have conversations like that. If, and if they did, that's actually a good thing because they'd be like, They're saying your name. Yeah, they know who you are. They're going to be like, all right, we got to get this guy on here. He's he's just contacting everybody. I don't know how we got all our messages. So at the end of the day, it's really what are you willing to do? But how uncomfortable for a lot of people are you looking to get or how much work can you do to get to those certain points?
0: All right, that just wraps it up for today. And just such awesome advice from such a good person. And I will also make sure to link Philip's information as well, just as I did last week, his website, his email address, if you want to reach out. And yeah, try some of these things that Philip talks about here. Make that message just really personal, draw the connection, and maybe even try a video because that can be just one awesome thing that gets you noticed. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already done so. To check out our Instagram, it's at Career Warrior Podcast, and our new and upcoming YouTube channel, which is just going to have some great content that's more visual. And you can see our guest faces, which sometimes makes a difference. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. This was Career Warrior Podcast, episode 171. See you next time.